Hello, my name is Karsten, and this is the Black Door Music Argument. On this, the Heartbreak of Fire EP, I'm joined by Dylan Hilliker. Together, we're going to discuss what each of us consider to be the best song released in mainstream music of 2008. Enjoy. All right, this is the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten, and I'm joined today by uh, Dylan Hilliker. Hello, it's nice to be here. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the... uh, Best mainstream song of 2008. Yes. We've each prepared our arguments for what we feel that is going to be. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start this out. Go ahead. So in 2008, there was a wonderful track released by Kanye West called Welcome to Heartbreak. And what is crazy amazing about this song is if you look at the, for better or worse, Kanye West has had an amazing influence on pop culture. And when you listen to that song, you read the lyrics, it tells this story of emotion where he can no longer, he he just can't relate to people anymore. It's written by four people, (laughs) including Kanye West. And and somewhere in there, three of those people said, yeah, this is kind of how you are. You can't talk to people anymore. You don't relate. And it's a struggle that he's having internally about, uh, just about being able to relate. And within the emotion and within that, that melody that's just so catchy, I do not think there is one that is better in mainstream music than Welcome to Heartbreak in 2008. All right. Well, I have to politely disagree because I picked another (laughs) song. (laughs) Um, So my song of 2008, I picked Kings of Leon's Sex on Fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Perfect song. So really what I... Perfect. Yeah, perfect song. Okay. So really what I kind of... I kind of... um, I thought about this song was that it really brought you know, Southern rock and and blues, you know, sentiments to an arena type stage. So uh, just to like list off some of its achievements, it was, it had a Grammy nomination for best rock song. It also won best rock vocal performance by a duo or group. And it also had uh, the NME award for best track. Um, So it's just a really like, catchy song it wasn't supposed to be sex on fire it was supposed to be set us on fire but the sound mixer came in and was like oh are you saying sex on fire and so it's like a running joke from like the album and they still play it to this day so the first thing i want to say is that you said the producer said that the sound mixer the sound mixer so they were so bad that the sound mixer couldn't (laughs) figure out what they were saying i I just want to say this is what your argument is correct (laughs) So, <laughs> so the thing about it is, is like I, I, I find that my best creativity and some of like artists that I've read about best is when someone sets you on fire. No, is is when you is when you have these sort of mistakes and they turn into you know either jokes or they turn into new ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I think like it's it's very like uh, I, I think it's very pertinent and very like you know, um, applicable to just their style of music mm-hmm. because it's this very like raunchy Southern grunge. Um, and it's basically just a song about STDs, you know, like, <laughs> so I think it fits the mold perfectly. <laughs> and, you know, do you play that in the arena and everyone's singing along? I don't know. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Can, do they know what they're saying? Do you think anyone actually knows what they're saying? They, they do know what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now they do. Um, mm-hmm. Their, their kids don't, however. I was reading an article about them, uh, and they still say it's socks on fire instead of sex for their kids, so they you know, don't know the real 
meaning. All right. That still would be pretty painful, just for the record. Socks on fire? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although sex on fire would also be pretty painful. Yeah. Or set us on fire. Also, just, yeah. Just all of it on fire. Just fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to Kanye. I okay. actually didn't look up what musical achievements Kanye West has done, but I bet you could probably fill some in in your mind. Oh, just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, he, like, his influence, I mean, definitely, like... He, he is so big, he has tried to steal awards from people. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. No, for sure, like, you know... Um, I'm I'm totally blanking on the album name. Which uh, one? Anyway, it's in Heartbreak. Yeah, it's like one of the most influential kind of rap albums of all time. Yeah, would you say you maybe know? of 2008 as well? I I to... wouldn't say 2008. <laughs> Just I I it. would say so would, not of all time. I, well, I'm saying he's influential. Um, yeah, like the album is influential because it's just so good. But the actual track is, is better. Is, is not the best one. Not the okay. Wait, hold on a second. So I just want to back up. Are you saying that's not the best track on that album? No. Oh, what song do you think is I better? Don't, I don't think it is. I think it's um, Love Lockdown. Oh, that, yeah. In terms of critical review, those are the two that they actually say are like the yeah. best from the critics. Yeah. yeah. That's no. always been that's always been my jam. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I personally believe that that four minute and twenty eight seconds of Welcome to Heartbreak. Oh man, you can't top it. Yeah. You plus, can't. You know, four minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah. Blaze it. Saying if it was four minutes twenty eight seconds of not being able to understand what people are saying, I would definitely take something you can at least understand. <laughs> Articulation's crazy. Yeah. So I, I mean, he co-produced it, so also he didn't have to question what he was saying, which yeah. also works out in his favor no, as well. I think I think the thing about Kings of Leon though is that you have to kind of take them for for what they are, and the whole Southern rock aesthetic. Like you can't understand people with Southern accents. No one can. Like, yeah, Southern rock. You know, I mean, Leonard like, Skinner was just yeah. terrible to understand. Like, so you you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. And I mean, the the actual lyrics, if you read them, they're mm-hmm. actually you know, decent. They have some good imagery in them, but the way they... You got some of those? You want to pull some up? I can, yeah, I can pull some up. But the way they kind of like, uh, you know, form the melodies and the guitar lines, it's just such a like anthem of a song. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I, and I've seen it firsthand. I've seen them uh, play the Ascend Amphitheater in Nashville, uh, hometown crowd and people just go nuts for that song it's ridiculous Mm. you know actually what's really funny i actually had this conversation with someone earlier about that song that they described it as it was a song that sounded like the band jammed on it once and then went yep that's good enough (laughs) yeah what's (laughs) interesting what's interesting about it too is that they actually they actually wanted to like cut it from the album um, they yeah. should. You're. <laughs> I I know I'm doing a really bad job arguing for myself. I mean, guys, right now. it was so bad people couldn't even understand what they were saying, and they didn't want it on the album. Yeah, I mean, but but it's it's still one of those songs that you that you come back to, and it, you know, like I I have this whole thing. I'm a I'm an indie fanatic, so mm-hmm. I listen to lots of indie music. I'm not like the so a Kings huge, of Leon being a big indie band. I'm not a huge fan of major labels, but. Uh, you know, Kings of Leon had had this way of like taking you know indie rock and kind of like southern uh, stuff and mending it all together. I mean, they were like, uh, you know, their bass player was listening to the Ramones for his like whole teenage years, and the you know they were all listening to like Merle Haggard. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it's just kind of a combination of uh, a lot of different influences. 
just to make a pop song that isn't, you know, just like samples and synthesizers, mm-hmm. like a real, you know, guitar driven pop song. So again, this is going to circle back to another episode that I actually recorded earlier in the night. That, that, the time period at this point was not really big into samples at, yeah. at, at that, in terms of yeah. that. So that, that, that actual, the zeitgeist at the time was much more into the, the guitars. Uh, shout out Mike. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't know. I just think, I just think that if you like what it boils down to is I have these ideas of indie songs that I would like to listen to and Mm. I've really find emotionally connected with, but I think, you know, the best song, the most accessible song to all people being this song, uh, you know, it kind of, it's this, it's this big pop song that everyone can So what emotions do you feel there are coming out in that? I, I mean, it's just like a jam song. It's it's so again. It sounds like they jammed on it once and just right. gave up. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It just kind of like celebrates like just like being low on sex. Fire. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's it's just kind of a cool song to you know just have a jam out to. I'm not I'm not saying that you know. I I think I think like we're trying to argue on different merits like oh yeah for sure you know feeling as opposed to sex lyrical (laughs) you know lyrical genius and all that kind of stuff but wait are you okay hold up a second are you saying that sex on fire has more lyrical lyrical merit than Kanye West's welcome to heartbreak no (laughs) okay because if that was your argument I was going (laughs) whoa (laughs) no I mean uh, I I love I love Kings of Leon just as a go-to for like uh, any any kind of mood that you're in. I feel like it's like really great driving music. So I'm thinking like summertime 2008, where everyone was outside and like just kind of jamming out to this song. Is that second? I mean, I, did you have lyrics? Yeah, I do have lyrics. I apologize. What what lyrics do you want me to? Well, read you, you you had referenced some. Yeah, I I referenced. I okay, referenced. real quick, when you talk about that summertime driving around, that was the same summer I kissed a girl came out. Oh, that's a that's another good one. It was yeah. also single ladies too. Oh Beyonce. really? Oh, yeah. fascinating. So there were a lot of good songs. So I never it. found my way listening to <laughs> Kings of Leon. I was too busy just jamming out. Right. It's a girl on repeat. <laughs> I I think I think they're like one of those like bands that. that when you when you when you talk to people who only listen to pop music, mm-hmm. they're like, "Wait, who's that?" And then they hear a song and they're like, "Oh, I've heard that." They're one of those bands. One right? of those bands. Yeah. So, um, but there is a. I, I I really like the the second verse. It's dark of the alley, the breaking of day, head while I'm driving, like it just kind of has a good you know like driving tempo good feelings I absolutely it. would believe if I read that on live journal in 2006 it wouldn't even surprise me either yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean so um for me I'm gonna go back to again talking about uh good old Kanye okay everyone needs a little Kanye right so I, I think that one of those things about it and I know that we're talking about different merits but uh with Kanye so uh co-produced Kanye West and I I apologize in case you're ever listening Jeff Basher mm-hmm Bashker, Bachelor, something like that. Um, he, he'll never find me. It's cool. <laughs> um, 
the big thing about it is they they managed to record an emotion within there that was just so thick and so heavy that I recognize that we're looking at two different parallels here, but to capture that struggle of no longer being able to relate from the roots that you came from mm. um, in, in a way that just even even when you when you read the lyrics, which again I could we could yeah. we could reference you could, some you could reference. Um, my friend showed me pictures of his kids, and all I could show him was pictures of my cribs. Right. He said his daughter got a brand new report card, and I got some brand new sports car. And then, of course, we have Kid Cudi, who had just been, I believe, signed to to a label that year. Mm. Big release, Kid Cudi. Um, and my head keeps spinning. Can't stop having these visions. I got to keep winning. I mean, that's just such a struggle where that idea where it doesn't matter what they're showing me. This may have been something I wanted, but but I'm more than that. I'm bigger than that. And yet, looking back and and Yet again, there's a point in here, it's, where's my life gone? I think it's one of the last li- lyrics of the song, or where did I go wrong? And it's that struggle of, you've got it, you got exactly what you wanted, but it comes at a cost. Right. Everything. There's nothing in life that's worth having that doesn't come with a cost. Right. And you see that struggle for this within Kanye, where he, you can hear it in, in the, the voice, whether or not he feels it or not, I don't know, but you can see the struggle that it's you've you've done it you you are huge and everything that you were about is gone Mm -hmm. you 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 can no longer relate and i think that 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 emotional core is just so so prevalent and it's hard to listen that song and not be drawn into that emotion which makes it so much better than king's leon's (laughs) (laughs) well well i mean i i I of course agree with you i listened to the oh so we can just call it I, you agree with no. me? <laughs> I listened to the song and it's a, you know, it's a fantastic song. I love mm-hmm. Kanye. But I think like, you know, just as a track, I think it's like one of the most, you know, um, recognizable like arena songs other than, you know, like Seven Nation Army and like the things that are played out of sports games. But I think it's one of those songs that, um, you know, everyone can kind of uh, not necessarily relate to. I mm-hmm. mean, like there are still virgins. Um, and everything, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think everyone can kind of find something in that song, whether it be, you know, just like the melody. I don't think anyone really finds much in the lyrics <laughs> unless they're like, you know, I don't know, sex crazy or something like that. But, uh, like mostly what I find is just like, it's this huge song brilliantly recorded, um, you know, it gives, it gives rock this kind of polished feel, which Mm -hmm. I, which I love, um, while sticking to that kind of like Southern rock, uh, blues grunge, very like, um, you know, like very distortion driven guitar sound and the drums just sound huge. Um, so I think that's kind of, uh, I think I think my reasoning for it being the best song is just that it's it's so catchy that I think if everyone heard it and had no you know external biases they would like it. So we got to wrap this up, but I wanted to thank you for coming on, and uh, I don't think that we can actually reach consensus here. I think we're going to leave with our own opinions. Right. One of us being right. Yeah. <laughs> I. I'll, I will give you props to Kanye. Um, <laughs> he needs them. He needs them. Donate your props to Kanye. Right. Everyone tell Kanye he's doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
He needs it. He needs it. He needs it more than ever right now. Oh, for sure. This has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome, but generally wrong. Mine included. I want to give a special thanks to my guest for this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, tell a friend, and rate and review this on iTunes. If you did not enjoy this, please write about it in detail on your MySpace page. If you or someone you know would be interested in being on an episode, head over to blackdoormusic.red and fill out the interested in being a guest form. I would love to disagree with you. Time is valuable, and I appreciate you sharing it with me. Thank you. I'm out.